Episode 19. Mayhem, mayhem. Excuse me. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, my. I'm live now. I'm live now. <laughs> okay, you need that. You need to, uh, you need to send me that so I don't forget. God bless you! <laughs> everyone welcome to the at you bless you podcast and okay we are live now and by the time you're listening to this we probably won't be i mean live recording we hopefully will still be alive it would be kind of sad if we, we if we were no longer alive but that's not I've the same as lots. not being live <laughs> anyway yeah so it's not the uh, at you bless you podcast it's the snug podcast and thanks for joining us. I am never separate, I think. Most of the time I am anyway. I am joined with two of our three hosts. Gwen cannot be with us again. We miss Gwen. Gwen needs to get back. We we don't like not we we're like it's we're out of place. We're in Grant we're in Gwen's house and she's not here and it, it just feels weird. It's like we're staying over but she's not here to supervise. Anyway. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Um, I'm good. I think, uh, the pollen from the green is trying to attack me and kill me. Or maybe it's all the dust from Imperial City, since I've spent most of my time there, uh, face down in the dirt. Dead. <laughs> I don't know. Either way. But I'm pretty good. And who are you? Oh, yeah, I should tell you that. Uh, I'm <laughs> gone crazy back soon. The crazy lady. Yeah. Yeah, you don't grow on trees, though. I do not. <laughs> Crazy ladies don't grow on trees. You can't. You can't just go get another one. I mean, you probably could, but definitely but wouldn't be the same. They do, however, according to some, hang out in ponds throwing swords at people. So, yes. Uh, anyway, what about you, sir? How are you? Who are you? Tell us a little about those things. Uh, I'm Sasquatch. Uh, I'm good. Uh, uh, I was dead, but I'm, I'm, I'm not anymore. So. I saw it. <laughs> yes, the the joys of Imperial City. <laughs> so, are you saying that you were in Imperial City, just asking everyone that ran by, rest please? Uh, pretty much. Nice. My plan was to try. I went and hid in a corner and stealthed myself, and then someone found me, and it was over. <laughs> Speaking of stealthing, I always try to stealth when I go in there, but I've got my bear. <laughs> That's a problem. Like, How'd they find me? Oh yeah, you my giant to, bear standing next to me. You need to teach your bear <laughs> how to be stealthy. Yeah. Well, I actually have a PvP build, but I didn't have it equipped. So, oops. Yeah, it's more fun to run in there with all the wrong gear anyway. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
So, um, we mentioned that Gwen isn't with us, um, but Gwen has been doing some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. She stabbed one of us in the back. No, that's not right. Something to do mm -hmm. with stabbing. Yeah. She does love a good old blade of woe. Yeah? What has yeah. she been up to? So, well, the other day she said that she just decided she wanted to build a dagger, so she did. She built a dagger. <laughs> yeah. So if you uh, want to check that out, um, you can go over to her Twitter. Do you have that handy? It's not in the notes. Uh, it's, it's just at Gwen the Bard. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so go check that out. Pretty cool. Um, and uh, show some love on, on the dagger. Otherwise, you might find it buried deep in your back in the middle of the night. <laughs> okay. That was my attempt to be dark, but... Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of a... Anyway, it's an assassination-looking blade. I wouldn't want to... It was a dark and stormy night in the snug pod. Yeah. We should do scary stories one night. Maybe for Halloween, Ooh, yeah. we'll do a Halloween special. I was gonna say we should oh, do yeah. we should we should do a, like a witches fest special and do scary stories from uh, the scary stories of Tamriel. Yeah, yeah. So we, that that might be a thing. So stay tuned. Um, witches fest is just a few months away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, quite close. Cool. Uh, well, last week we had a guest with us. We had Shanty Man from. Tenth uh, Divine Podcast. Um, we discussed that he had not ever done shipwrights regret, so we remedied that. Uh, we got the, since we didn't have uh, Gwen with us last week, we uh, took him along and ran through and uh, had a good time. Got to you know, go through and let him experience the story for the first time, and uh, you know get some of that loot from there some of that gear for the collection on a, on a level 10 or 11 character <laughs> uh, but it was a good time uh what kind of what what was our experience like with bugs i don't even remember but it says in our notes that it was buggy yeah it's still the same thing that's been going on the doors not working oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah. we didn't have multiple cascas though like you know, oh, the yeah. first couple times we've been through, we always had would have multiple cascas and a couple zajis in that one um, part after the Spriggan boss. There would always be two of them standing there. Yeah. Uh, so this time when we ran it, we didn't have two of them standing there, but we did still have all the problems with the doors. And then I had a little bit of problems with some skills, like desyncing, like skills firing stuff. Which yeah. I hadn't had since being on the PlayStation 5, but I did notice it in there. So I wonder if it's just a dungeon issue, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I had some of the same issues with the skills firing. Yeah. But I healed. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That. You did. You stood <laughs> back and healed. I forgot. <laughs> Threw a couple of heals on my bar, and I'm like, cool, I'm a healer now. Um. <laughs> Healy bear. Ah, uh, the joys of war. I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't heal a vet, but for a normal, um, to get Shanty through there and kind of just, I just slow down a little bit so I could kind of experience the mechanics in normal. But 
It yeah. was pretty funny because at one point I saw you standing back there and I was like, what is he doing? There's three DPS in here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I looked and on the next boss, you're like, oh, I threw some heals on my bar. I'm the healer now. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and then I think we were at the logger boss and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to stand over here and just throw some heals on you guys. You'll yep. be fine. I was like, okay. You're like, wow. I feel so... I don't know. Like, I'm not... <laughs> not doing what I should normally be doing. <laughs> yeah. No, I started out doing some damage, and then afterwards I was like... Just burn everything so quick and normal. I was just yeah. like, eh. So I, I literally, I think I had two heals on my bar, and just... One, then the other, and waited. And then... <laughs> did it again <laughs> so. that's pretty good we only had two deaths I mean normal we probably shouldn't have had any deaths but, <laughs> but that's okay <laughs> it's also not a dungeon intended for a, a level 10 character either so. well that's very yeah. true and yeah. and it was also like for, for Shanty and I right is he my time zone didn't we figure that out so it was pretty uh, late it was like no, 130 or two my, in the morning for me when up. we were doing this okay it was like two in the morning for me when we were doing it so yeah. uh my one death i'll own up to gladly because because yeah. you fell asleep i didn't fall asleep <laughs> i did not sleep yes gone sleeping not back last soon. week <laughs> gone, gone sleeping back soon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh no. That's oh good. no. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. I feel a Discord name change incoming. <laughs> uh, I don't know why you would ever suspect such things. Because before I had the power to do it, you used to do it to me all the time. Well, <laughs> you know. All in good fun. Yeah, mostly. Alright, so what else is going on in game? White Strikes Mayhem. And... What else does that mean? That means lots of death. <laughs> so you guys have actually been uh, uh, running a little bit of that even tonight. What else, Yuck? What, what, you, what about you, crazy person? What, are you, what have you been up to? Um, been doing a lot of PvP, because it's White Strikes. Um, for me, mostly, <laughs> like Sasquatch did tonight, I have not been running a PvP build at all. I have been running in everything, wearing all my PvE gear, and just slotting like a stealth, a heal, and maybe a shield if I'm feeling, uh, I guess like having a shield on my bar I don't know um, but yeah been been doing a lot of that um, I've actually probably done a majority of this event right now on PC just because uh, I was running a lot of it while I was at work the other day with some of the war seekers and the PC side of things um, red names are taking on... over yep they were working on emping um, a couple people over there so actually while I was at work we um, helped emp uh, one of the PC lore seekers, DOA Batman. Um, but just really, really fun. I've been learning a lot of Cyrodiil tactics from from that group, and 
Um, they put up with me being in PVE gear and running around and um, picking up my dead body. Although I will say that when you get into a big zerg like that or a big group of people that, that you're coordinating with, um, it's pretty easy to stay alive for the most part as long as you don't step in something stupid or get too close to uh, people that are going to try and pull you into a dark convergence purge. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. And then on PlayStation, um, I've just been running around and kind of stealthing through and doing stuff in the evenings on my own because uh, I haven't really found anybody over there that's been on the same hours as me or has been able to group or anything. So I usually just tag on to a group that's running around or just do it on my own and try not to die. And if I do die, oh well. Just res it a keep somewhere. So I have gotten a couple leads, gotten quite a few style pages. So, so far the event has been pretty good to me, I would say. So That's yeah. cool. We may, maybe we maybe I skipped over it a little too quick because I don't know that we uh, we haven't really discussed what all is involved with White Strike's event, right? Did we, uh, we did last week? week. Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking we might have touched on it, but okay. Yeah. So PvP-based event, Imperial City, Cyrodiil Battlegrounds. Go do the things. Get rewards. Yeah. Get tickets. Uh, get a Power Ranger suit. Is that your thing? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now I remember. We discussed the Power Ranger suit. In, we did. In, oh yeah. In, in a lot of details. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, last White Strikes, I think I spent probably a majority of my time actually in Imperial City. And this White Strikes, I have probably spent a majority of my time in Cyrodiil. Like, I'm liking Cyrodiil more and more. Um, once you know how it works, it's really fun. It's very intimidating at first and can be a little bit overwhelming, especially if you're in, like, Greyhost or something crazy like that. But I just go to a smaller campaign or a shorter campaign and just run around and have fun and, and I highly encourage everybody to do it because it's, it's pretty fun so yeah that's what I've been up to awesome, what about you Sasquatch? Uh, I haven't been up to too much this week, I got some time in today um, and I was going to hop into uh, Cyrodiil or Imperial City, and then I realized my inventory was full and my bank was full. Hmm. Um, so, spent some time doing some inventory management. I know nothing and about then, those uh, things. Yeah. I was going to say I pulled a never, but, you know. <laughs> uh, which, normally I'm pretty good with inventory. I usually don't have issues, but... Um, Anyways, I got distracted, and I started doing some antiquities somehow, and I got the Druidic Provisioning Station completed today. So that was cool. Are those leads hard um, to get? No, they're just scattered around on the ground around High Isle and Amenos. So you just have to find it's them. Pretty. So you, like, when you say scattered around, they're literally like, you just go up to them and pick them up? Yep. It's not RNG-based? Nope. Wow. Yep, there's like, I think, 12 different leads you gotta get, though. So, and they are scattered everywhere, so it's time-consuming. Can you pick them all up at once, uh, just so you already have them? 
yeah, you can pick them all up, and then you can scry five at a time. So, I picked them all up, and then did five, and then as soon as I get one, I scry another one. Because sometimes you'll get them in the same location. So, just kind of kept doing that. And then, uh, finished that up, and then I did manage to get into Imperial City and Cyrodiil uh, to get my tickets. I wasn't able to do too much, but um, yeah, got my quest done in Imperial City and then got destroyed, which was perfect because then I didn't have to run back through the uh, sewers. <laughs> that group of DCs are getting icy that came yeah. by us and just wrecked everybody in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. No chance. Yeah. So I got go ahead. hit with dark convergence in my PVE gear. So it's just yeah, no. Were we all it takes Oh go ahead. I was just gonna ask if we were if we had started this last time there was a white strikes. Started what? The show. Like if we trying to line up uh, because it would have been, what, like January-ish? Yeah. I, I think we did have one. I think the show was going when we had the last White Strikes. Okay. Because um, I was just going to toss out to anybody that's uh, maybe not, you know, not aware that if you want to try to avoid having to go back through sewers or get back to keeps or any of that kind of stuff, you can always just load into... If you're in Imperial City, load into Cyrodiil, or vice versa. Yep. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. And you can also, the other option is uh, to try to load a battleground, but you, have, you may have to wait on that. But if you load into a battleground, once you come out of the battleground, it drops you back into wherever you were prior to going into whichever campaign you went into. Yeah, the great thing about queuing back and forth between Zero and Imperial City is if you pick like a really low population campaign, you can go really quickly. If you just right. stealth up and hide somewhere, it'll take you hardly any time at all. And as soon as you get there, you can queue back to go drop off your quest or do whatever you're gonna do, so. Yep. Really nice time saver. And if you preload all your quests before the event, then you've got like eight of them or something loaded up, you know, you can just drop one each day, and if you don't want to go into Imperial City ever again, or into Cyrodiil ever again, if you can find a Zerg and, and preload all of those quests, man, it makes the event so easy. Yeah. Um, what else, Sasquatch? Did you have anything else? Oh, well, I went into... Um... Uh, Cyrodiil and then I was just messing around in the menu and I realized you have to pay a hundred thousand gold or a hundred thousand AP to leave a campaign which is fine but I thought it was kind of ridiculous that I hadn't participated in the campaign at all and I still had to would have had to pay but I found out you can switch campaigns for free once so 
I don't know what I'm doing in serial, so... (laughs) Is that once per campaign period, or... It it says... Yeah, it says you can switch, and then it says in the future, or near future, you'd have to pay again. Or pay to switch again. So it might work kind of like a way shrine where the fees based on how recently you've done it. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. 100,000 does seem like a lot. I think part of the reason they do that too is to keep people from um, faction hopping as well. Um, Because there are some campaigns that are faction locked. So like Greyhost, I think when you go in to that 30 day, it's locked out. So like if you go in first on an AD character, then you're locked to AD. But some of the other campaigns are made where you can go in on like an AD character and then you can drop out and come back on a DC character and then you can drop out and come back on an EP character. Um, I think I'm not 100% versed in that part of Cyrodiil, but I'm pretty sure that it is possible to do that with certain campaigns because that's how people will quickly level um, a low-level character in PvP during these events with all the bonus stuff. And if you throw a tort on, like a war tort that you can get from using the Cyrodiilic oranges, it's even faster. Because the war torts are only 30 minutes at a time, but if you like go and get with a Zerg and you're doing keeps and you're doing quests and you're doing all of that stuff, you can be very productive in 30 minutes. (laughs) I'm never productive in Cyrodiil. (laughs) <laughs> I've never been productive, but I've probably only ever even spent in my entire career playing this game. Career. It's a weird word. Um, entire time I've spent playing this game, like a few hours ever total in there. So it's not like I've got a vast experience of, you know, to draw from of the times I've had opportunities to contribute to anything. Um, well, this this will tell you how crazy it is. So... I've been in Cyrodiil mm, not that long during the, the current campaign. I jumped from like being in the hundreds up to 44th or 43rd position yesterday just by doing quests, daily turn-ins, and then repairing keeps after taking them. And I wasn't even close to the top of the leaderboard, of course, because there is a big gap between, like, the 30s and 40s, and then when you get up to the top, you know, five people or whatever. Like, I had, like, I don't even know, like, maybe 400k, which is nothing, um, in points, and the people at the top are sitting at, like, around 2 million. But still, that's a pretty significant jump. If you put in the work, it's really not terrible if you get a group that can help you push to get up towards the top or if you get into the campaign really early like if when it first starts you go in and you just repair everything and you take a bunch of stuff and you do a bunch of things you'll end up on the top of the leaderboard pretty quickly so So. okay um here's something i guess i've never asked ever what because it's not it's not where i try to play most of the time anyway um but helping someone push to get emperor um, how do you do that where it's not just also causing the people that are supposed to be helping to climb those ranks as well? 
is it is it whoever is taking a keep or uh, repairing something like how does how does it determine that person's getting it and not one of the people trying to help them get it? It's whoever's number one in your alliance. So there are a couple of different factors that obviously factor in. It's who has the highest score on the scoreboard for your alliance, who owns the ring around Cyrodiil, um, because you have to have all of those keeps the color of your faction to depose the previous emperor to take the emperor ship. So a lot of times, tactically in Cyrodiil, what you'll have going on is you'll have some groups that are um, trying to cut off other groups' resources so that it keeps them from being able to travel around the map. Um, because in order to be able to connect a keep to the the like the way shrine system that's in Cyrodiil, the um, resources around it have to be owned by the same people. So you'll have groups that just run and flip resources and stuff just to be a pain in the butt. But then you'll also have groups that are pushing towards the specific keeps or the ones that are the surrounding keeps to to help with that. So when somebody's doing an emperor push, it usually means that they're ahead by a decent amount in the points. And then you just get a zerg or a couple groups tactically together and you push different um, different keeps around the circle for Cyrodiil until they're all that color. And then usually everybody ends up kind of at the same one at the end and it turns into this big all-out, like, crazy, awesome battle where, you know, it, once you get the, the tick, as they call it, that you've taken the keep, then it will usually crown whoever the emperor is. And it'll pop up on the screen and it'll say, like, like if I was getting it, for example, it would say, Gone Crazy Back Soon from the Aldmeri Dominion has been crowned Empress of Cyrodiil, and then it'll have Evergloam or whatever in the parentheses. So it tells everybody who's been crowned. And then if you go into the scoring menu, you can see like how long they've been the Emperor, who's next in line, um, because you can like basically step down as well and give it to the person below you if you want. Um, a lot of times people don't do that because it kind of messes with the scoring system and all of that stuff. Um, so each individual alliance has their own scoreboard basically of who's in the lead with the points. And then the other requirements are that you have to have the ring around um, Imperial City and, you know, be leading that way, I guess you could say too. So when you're trying sense. to help someone else, um, you're probably far enough behind in, in points that you're not just going to end up overtaking them. Yeah. I mean, it, it has happened, I'm sure. But in general, a lot of times people will have it in zone chat. Like, you know, because people are keeping track of the leaderboards. So mm -hmm. they'll look and see if somebody's close or if somebody's quite a bit ahead in points. And then they see that on the map, you can tell that there's fights happening around the ring and there's people pushing the ring. Um, you know, you know that they're trying to emp somebody, basically. Um, and usually groups are pretty good about it, too, especially during white strikes. A lot of times... Um, after somebody emps, they'll just leave the campaign because then their score doesn't stay at the top of the leaderboard. 
um, it means that they miss out on whatever rewards they might get from that campaign at the end if their faction is in the lead. But it also helps with people being... It's, it's like the kind thing to do, I guess, that if that makes sense. Because then it allows someone else to emp who is underneath you without your score being in the way. Okay. All right. So, cool. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. There's a lot to it. I mean, there's a lot more than that from a tactical standpoint. Um, but like I said, if if you get groups that are, I mean, when we pushed the one lore seeker the other day to Emp, granted it was a lot of work on his part. He was in Cyrodiil like 16 hours, I think, or he was in there like 12 hours the day before, and then like maybe six hours the day that we emped him. Um, but he was just running, flipping keeps and repairing stuff and, you know, doing all of that to get himself up in the points. And then when we actually pushed the ring to amp him, it was, a, a lot of it was already, was already done. So there were only a couple keeps that we had to push, which is good. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, so hopefully that help somebody out. I clearly already knew those things. I was asking uh, in place of someone maybe who didn't. So, yeah. You believe that, right? Because it's the truth? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, of course. What was that lore breaking sound? Sorry. I, um, who's what's that? <laughs> that would have been me because... I'm a putz, man. Nah. Let me turn that down so I don't have it again. Okay. Um, so, where do we want to go next? Uh, there's some things in the news section well, here. What did you our... do? I'm sorry? I said, well, what did you do? Oh, I didn't do anything. Tell us what you've been doing. I, I, I forgot to turn my volume down. That's what I did. Um... Yeah, I, I actually haven't been <laughs> in ESO just a ton. Um, I did log in once and do one Imperial City quest and a daily battleground uh, just to get tickets. And um, and in the process of doing that, I, for, I forgot all about the scroll, so I didn't get my extra 100% um, AP and experience, whatever, from doing that. Um, had a fairly successful for me, so that's a relative term, obviously, but fairly successful battleground game. Uh, I was getting more kills than I thought I would on this character, who is also decked out in PVE gear primarily. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I, did, I was noticing that I was able to get in, get some kills that that probably just means I was playing people who also aren't great either um, because anybody I've ever played that is, is actually a good PvP player usually just makes me feel like I don't deserve to own this game or something, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, on, the other on the other hand though, um, you know, I've said that I haven't been able to get the tutorial to work for Tales of Tribute. I got that to work. I, I went in and I was like, nice. I, we, when we ran shipwrights, uh, I was like, I'm going to turn my captions on uh, just so I can read some of the dialogue as we go through it. And then I had, since I already had it on, I was like, well, let me just see if reading it is doable 
because um, I'd rather listen than have to try to read it while watching the cards on the screen. But I was like, well, let me just let me just try it. So I went in, and the dialogue started. And I think having the dialogue on my screen actually helped. Uh, it's Bragas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it actually helped him get his dialogue. I think he was forgetting his lines. And so by having the dialogue on my screen, I think he was able to read his lines, and the dialogue worked. So I got through the tutorial. Um, so I've actually played a few games of Tales. Um, still not entirely sure what exactly is happening with, with some of the stuff, and like trying to watch what's happening on my opponent. It's just like a card flips up, a card goes away, card flips up, card goes away. And like I don't even have time to process what I'm seeing before it's all before it's my turn again um so i kind of have to learn that i guess but um but yeah tails is kind of fun um i think if they continue to build it out and maybe one day bring it to like a stand a standalone mobile game like we've talked about in the past i think that would be kind of cool um but i can see how it probably does need to it probably will need to be fleshed out more before it, it, it becomes its own thing because uh, it's clearly kind of a it's kind of a side thing in this game which is I mean that's what it's intended to be um, but yeah that was um, but that was that was nice to finally be able to get through that tutorial and actually be able to start trying to play it some and other than that I've I've largely just I have a passion project, okay? Um, and, and you guys may may be aware of this, but it's kind of this, it's this thing that um, ever since last week, you know, we're having a really serious discussion and it just, it was, it was placed, it was, it was placed upon my heart. I was, it, the burden was put on my shoulders to carry the torch for, it's very important. It is. It is. I mean, I, I feel like people. Oh, no. I feel like people need to hear the truth, and so I, I've begun a campaign um, to try to help enlighten our fellow players, uh, because there seems to be kind of some misunderstanding around um, the world in which we play um, and I, I just I want people to know that you know know the truth about about where we're where we're adventuring and so I've begun a campaign it's a Twitter campaign I use all of the the tashy hags and um, and those things that apparently are supposed to help you find stuff. But anyway, the campaign is, uh, it's, it's hashtag flat and earnest. <laughs> I can't. If you yes. ever see that on the Twitter, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now a mandatory hashtag for our Twitter. Uh, yes. <laughs> flat and earnest. Yeah, so, no. um, so periodically, I, I claimed, sorry, I claimed the name, by the way, I created a character named Flat and Ernest. Oh, did you really? <laughs> I did. What are they? <laughs> Is it an orc? 
what are they? Urza Wood Elf. I, I just I just had to claim the name. I was like, Flat I got I Flat Nernest. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, this character needs a backstory, but for now, I just needed to make sure that the name <laughs> was mine. Yeah. So periodically on Twitter... I hate everyone. Uh, <laughs> so periodically, uh, we, we may, from the SnugPod Twitter account, um, send out some very clear... Uh, factual evidence that Nern is indeed flat, uh, including rolling my eyes so including hard. our most recent tweet uh, regarding a small section of Tamriel, just Skyrim, Skyrim alone. You know, we 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 envision Skyrim as this place with mountains and hills and you know all this different geography, but if you're if you step back far enough and look at it from the right angle, it's entirely flat. And you can see the evidence of that on our Twitter profile. Uh, so go check that out. It's, uh, uh, what's that Twitter handle there, Sasquatch? At Snug Podcast. There you go. Let's just make sure he's on your toes. Because uh, oh, I don't want you to fall over and fall off. You're inside the snug pod. You can't fall off of your so-called flat nern. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> it's kind of round. It could roll off. <laughs> <laughs> but are we sure that the snug pod is even round and that's not just merely a oh, no. uh, Here we go. a result of stress on our on our minds causing us to to visualize? The snug pot is as roundish. If anyone is causing stress on my mind in the snug pot, it's not Nern. <laughs> or the Divines. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. And, you know. Is it? Yes, it is. It, it's near and dear to my heart for the sake of, of spreading the information. It's near and dear to your heart because it might cause a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> All that stress that, that it's putting on you. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I just think it's funny. <laughs> but you're so committed. You're fully committed. Hey, you know when you're gonna when you're gonna dive into something, you just run full steam ahead. Just know when to stop so you don't fall off. Again, I'm the only person that walked under the bar. Yeah, well, <laughs> but maybe that's what happened. I hit my head too hard. <laughs> all right well anyway that's what i've been up to so well there's an, another secret side project i might be working on but can't get into that here hmm. okay so i'll just let that one i'll just let that one simmer and uh <laughs> um the results of which may or may not ever come to light. So, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we have we have some news. Uh, news newsish type things. Uh, and what is this about a PC build? Oh yeah. So 
on eldertrollsonline.com, they posted this crazy, it's difficult for audio listeners to explain this, but they did this high aisle themed PC build by a group called Future, uh, Future XP. And it's nuts. If you get a chance, go look at it. It, it looks like a Breton castle but they built a custom PC that looks like a Breton castle from High Isle and they have a video on it and holy moly it looks crazy it like lights up and yeah I, I just don't even know how to explain it it looks like someone took one of the buildings straight out of Gunfallon Bay and turned it into a PC tower <laughs> so it's pretty cool looking I'm a little jealous Okay. See, when I first read that headline, you know, reading with all this other distracting noise in my ears right before we started the show, um, I was, when I, I read PC Build, and I was like, are, are we talking about somebody that came up with some ESO build and it's exclusive to PC somehow? What is nope. this? <laughs> and I did not even think about it being an actual build of a PC. I thought this, that's how, yeah. Anyway, that's what happens when it's late at night. And I'm going on like four hours of sleep, so I'll take, I'll take full credit or blame or whichever you choose to say. Yeah, that is neat. I'm looking at it now. That's, uh, it almost looks like, uh, an, almost looks like a Lego set. Yeah, it, it looks like a model, like this really high definition model like i feel like it looks like a museum piece when you would stand over something that's like this is what the building looked like with a cutaway except that there's pc parts inside <laughs> and it looks like it's got this really cool like super hefty cooling system in it which is really neat that they hid in the tower so pretty cool was that powered by rothgar powered by rothgar <laughs> cooling yeah <laughs> yeah totally Rothgar cooling. That's exactly so, what's happening. So when you say they hit it in the tower, you mean like the tower part of the tower? The tower from the tower. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yep, yep. Very oh, cool. bad jokes will never leave us. Mm -mm. You're Ever. welcome. No, you, you do have a couple of dads in the room, so. Yep. I'm okay with that. So yeah. Yep. That's it on that. Nothing like super crazy, just a pretty cool art project, basically. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, we also have uh, community guides, the White Straits Mayhem July 2022 article. You actually got yeah. to look through that? Uh, I skimmed a little bit. so. Basically all this is, is they've done the usual compiling that they do like every month or a couple months for different um, content creators and their guides. This one is really, really nice because since White Strikes Mayhem is going on right now, this gives you a chance to look through some different content creators and what their takes are on Cyrodiil. So there's all different combinations of things in here. There is things on Cyrodiil dailies. There are... Um, things on beginner guides for Cyrodiil in here. There is how you can get rich during this event in here. Um, you know, how to make 
a bomber that's a magic and night blade, which is everybody's worst nightmare right now in Cyrodiil, because between that and Dark Convergence, you're pretty much dead a majority of the time. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's lots of different builds, lots of different things like that, um, but there's just some general community guides, too, for if you want to learn a little bit about Cyrodiil, just take a peek at them, because it's a, a, a nice little compilation there of different content creators. Yeah, that's uh, it's quite a few uh, videos listed there. Easiest PvP tank, um, werewolf PvP build, hybrid PvP meta. Uh, yeah, quite a few. There's even one on add-ons. You may mention that. I was looking at it while you were talking about it, too. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of different, uh, bunch of different things in here. Um, so if you're like me and new to PvP, like the person that I represent, not me, I'm not new to it. Um, you know, definitely come check these out because they're probably uh, way more helpful than anything you would hear from me. My PvP expertise is null and void. <laughs> Mine's not super great either. Oh, Sparky answered something, but I'm not sure what he said. He said, you could. Hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. Next thing in the news is uh, a preview about Lost Depths, Earth and Enclave. So that's the next DLC that's coming. Um, it is the... Uh, well, it's the Lost Depths DLC, but the name of the dungeon is Earth and Enclave. Um, I did not get to, being completely honest, did not get to skim this article, but just looking at the photo that's at the top that you can see on ElderScrollsOnline.com, that boss looks yeah. gnarly, and I am so excited to see what its mechanics are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... I... That's a different model from... I don't. That, that model hasn't been used for yeah. any of the other enemies before, has it? I've, I've never seen it. So. And I love in the picture you can see kind of the roots coming down, because um, I, you know, I think this takes place underground. It's giving me like hardcore Celine's web feels in the picture, with the mist and the trees. Looks so cool. So this one says. Um, just as a quick a quick little read of the first paragraph here, it says, For centuries, Earthenroot Enclave served as a haven for the druids of the sisters, regardless of what group they might belong to. But now this solemn sanctuary has come under assault from the Firesong Circle, an unforgivable violation. So this talks about um, Druid Laurel, who they actually did a meet the character on, which we might get to talk about a little bit later. But... You are essentially going through this dungeon to help repel the Fire Song um, Druids or the Fire Song Circle, and you are um, going through the underground of this island sanctuary. I guess there's another one of those really cool, like three-dimensional um, picture video things where you can look around too in one of the rooms, and wow, it looks awesome. Really, really cool. Yeah, I love that they've been doing those with the dungeon previews. 
Yeah, it's been really, really neat to get a little preview of that and see it. So basically it says in this dungeon, there are three communions that druids use to speak to nature on the island. Stone, root, and air, and each one of them has a unique feel. So from the close-in rocks of the stone communion to the underground paths of the root communion, which is probably what we see in that top photo we were just talking about a minute ago, and finally the eerie cliffs of the communion of air. While usually a place of serenity, the fire song have brought violence and chaos to the enclave. The druids scouring the earthen root are formidable warriors, but they are also joined by their own wild beasts, mindless constructs, and even corrupted spirits of the island itself. Sounds really cool. There is a, um, I believe it's a side quest. I don't think it was part of the main quest. Um, that dealt with, uh, I watch. It, uh, it dealt with some of the, the spirits and how they were how they're bound uh, and part of the nature there uh, in the in the area uh, and that's sort of the conflict that you have to deal with is uh, what's going on with when something goes wrong with uh, without spoiling too much. Uh, what they're doing and how they and and how they're supposed to function um and i believe if i'm not mistaken it's the same uh what do you call them it's not they're not a clan of druids right they're a what's the yeah. word circle circle a circle yeah. yeah i think it i think it's this um i think it may be that same group um, I could be wrong on that. I'm actually not even done with this, done with a side quest yet. Um, I still haven't gotten to do any of them. But I do know that they do talk a bit about the Druidic Circles at the beginning of, like the very beginning of the High Isle chapter, when you go see that first, um, Druid that's mm -hmm. out in her, she's like out in a hut outside of Gunfallon. Mm -hmm. Um, she talks a little bit about the different druidic groups and kind of what their feelings are on um, how they interact with the actual earth itself so that's a nice little addition too if you haven't seen that dialogue or anything yet maybe go check that out before you do any of the stuff that comes out with lost steps because she does talk about the different groups and i think they do mention the fire song circle so yeah it's pretty cool yeah, I've only made it through the second quest uh, on the main main storyline, and it seems like the druids are going to be scattered throughout the whole story, but I'm still pretty early on, so I don't know. Pretty yes. Something else to note about this dungeon is going to be one of the sets that come out of it. So one of the sets that this dungeon is going to drop is called Stone's Accord. This set is kind of crazy because it puts a buff on your allies' damage and sustain when you hit them with an AoE heal. So, basically, it turns almost any area heal almost into, like, combat prayer. 
because it will allow support people to hopefully diversify their ability bar. Now, whether they'll actually do that or not, who knows? But um, the fifth trait for it is on a heal with an area effect, apply minor berserk and minor resolve to healed allies for four seconds. If a healed ally already has minor berserk or minor resolve from Stone's Accord, restore 550 magicka. And that can occur once every five seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's a huge. I mean, I wouldn't say huge. That's a, a pretty good. <laughs> a pretty good uh, buff there. Um, well, minor berserk is damage, right? Um, yeah. And then minor resolve is damage resistance? Mm, maybe. I think that's right. So this says. Good positioning of area heals can go a long way with helping your team get the most out of their DPS. Combining this with a more classic set like Spell Power Cure could result in a huge boost since standing in an area heal will proc both. Ooh, fancy. Kind of making some of that other gear that people have, well, that people still wear Spell Power Cure, but I was going to say that people have gotten away from a little bit. Um, making it a little more relevant again. There's also going to be body and face markings coming out of here, um, just like normal. But the big one that's kind of fun, <laughs> that, or I guess I can't say the big one. Maybe it's not the big one to a lot of people. But I like when they do stuff for the dungeons where if you walk in, you just get something. This one, they're giving you a pet. It's a mulberry hermit crab. It's pretty cute. It's like a little purple hermit crab. So that'll be fun nice little pet that you can get just by walking in there so even if you don't have a group and you don't want to go run through right away go get your hermit crab pet just fast travel to the dungeon yeah it'll be fun yeah cool so yeah, yeah. I'm definitely interested in checking that set out because i need to start working on uh some options for a healer build for this character anyway so um yeah i may have to check that out it might be kind of fun fun set to play around with and uh, I think I already have some of the spell power cure stuff so there we go yep. awesome and uh, really quick what Sparky was saying earlier is when you said I'm not going to mention anything about my secret projects he said well you could tell us all about the secret projects <laughs> so that was what his response was to mm -hmm. I could Sparky's viewing us we have an overseas watcher Sparky's viewing us from overseas he moved back recently. Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep it a secret. Uh, and you should keep it a secret. And you can just wonder if it what it is, and I may or may not ever divulge the project I'm working on. It may or may not even be ESO related. You never know. I be. So that's that. <laughs> There's yeah. your Lost Depths preview and your tease about something that never may or may not ever be working on. Yeah. Uh, next thing's kind of the hot topic that we were avoiding a that little bit. That store with all of the really dark not, clothes. And... <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not, not that it's hot, topic. hot topic. But honestly, I'm going to... let's. Let's be for real. If there was a store that was going to carry Elder Scrolls themed clothing or Elder Scrolls online, it yeah, would be hot topic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I want them to do that so I can just go there and buy something. Yeah, I don't think we have one of those anymore. 
our mall here is kind of dying. And we had yeah, one in the mall for a while, but... I no. think a lot of malls are dying. Sadly. Yeah. Now this, uh... This particular area, I don't think that's really, uh... I don't think it's really the right scene for Hot Topic. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it didn't last real, real long, but... Uh, well, we won't worry about that Hot Topic, but we can worry about this Hot Topic. Yeah, carry on, Hot Topic. Which is the PTS cycle info that we've gotten just recently. Burn myself. Yeah. So, Gina finally posted something the other day as a follow-up to all of the feedback that had been done during the first couple weeks of PTS cycle. So, um, should I read the whole thing, or should um, I just pull out what we think is important? What would you guys like to do? Well, you can read the whole thing. It's not super long. No. Um, okay. So Gina says, hi everyone, we wanted to take a minute to give you some insight into some additional changes coming to the PTS affecting combat and balance. As we've continued reading through your feedback from testing these changes, we determined that some of our goals were actively competing with each other and not reaching the target audiences in the way we intended. We ultimately want to help raise the floor and reduce the ceiling in regard to DPS output, while simultaneously improving class balance in some problematic areas. So far, this has led to competing changes that have hurt some groups of players, despite us stating that we didn't want to actively harm playstyles with any particular change. We are committed to following through with additional ways to mitigate these issues while still meeting our intended goals. With all that said, in next week's PTS patch, you'll find that we will be reevaluating some of the adjustments made to light and heavy attacks so they're a bit less drastic. Light and heavy attacks will once again scale with your stats, just to a lesser extent than before. Overall, there will still be a nerf on light attack damage, but this will allow us to give a lot more love to heavy attacks and will be less of a stark difference. There will also be a handful of tweaks to some class abilities in ne next week's PTS patch based on the feedback we've received, but a majority of these will come in the final PTS patch. Note the focus of these adjustments will be on Magicka-based Nightblades, Wardens, and Sorcerers. Additionally, for Dungeons and Trials, we will be reducing the health of all bosses on Veteran difficulty and above in the final PTS patch to account for the overall DPS loss. For Trials specifically, we'll re be reducing the health of all Champions and Bannermen on Veteran difficulty and above. This reduction in health for each boss will vary from encounter to encounter, but the result should be that each Dungeon and Trial boss fight will provide a similar challenge to what is on live currently. The Trial Bannermen and Champions provide a challenge in their own right, so we felt additional adjustments were warranted. We recognize there's been a lot of concern surrounding the combat changes currently on the PTS, and we truly believe with some continued adjustments and iterations, this is the best course of action for the long-term health of the game. We're also working on a brief Q&A that should help address some of the more general questions surrounding the changes. Thank you for reading, and of course, taking the time to provide so much in-depth and valuable feedback. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot of... I don't want to say backtracking, because I don't think that's the right word. But, you know, I have never felt like Zoss doesn't listen, but some people have. And to me, personally, this just shows me that, like, they do listen. They are paying attention to what people are testing and doing. Um... We don't know whatever their end goal is, so 
you know, I think sometimes people feel like they're not listening, but it's not that they're not listening. It just doesn't align with whatever they're trying to accomplish. But right here, this feels like, okay, what we thought was going to happen isn't what's happening. <laughs> and the community is not happy. And the community is the one pointing out because they kind of are some of the people that know it best because they play it every day. Which pieces were directly counteracting each other? Which pieces are directly affecting each other when they may not have originally realized that they were going to be a problem. I know that uh, the sentiment from some of the forum posts uh, prior to this, one of the things that I saw repeated was that people were frustrated that it, it seemed like Zoss was more interested in uh, spreadsheets than what players were yeah. saying um, and then they came out with the well actually a lot of that may have been in response to this um, but there was a previous post that made the comment um, your the data that we collect is always more helpful than anecdotal feedback which is essentially people saying here's what it feels like um, yeah. and that definitely did not sit well with a lot of people um, yeah. because the concern is that um, you know when they, they do things based too much on numbers um, it has a bigger effect on how fun the game is and if you're pushing too far towards something based on what you read on paper versus what people are experiencing when they play that and I think rightfully so kind of you know cause some people to have some concerns um, but I do think it's it's always a little unfair to just assume that um, they're not paying attention I mean they've got uh, Gina and uh, Jess right mm -hmm. um, that I mean, and then probably probably other folks too. I don't know their full team. Yeah, there's a whole team. Um, but you know, they that's their that's their whole job is reading forums and uh, well, that's not their whole job, but like you know, that's a big part of what they do is they read the forums and they read Twitter and they read uh, Reddit and they uh, probably are watching some streams and following what other people are saying, and they collect all of that all of that data and take it back to developers. Um, and they had an overwhelming amount from this PTS. I mean, I can't even imagine just from the stream team people alone who got right. in there like immediately and just completely went crazy with with testing. You know, it, it's really hard to I encounter this in, in my job, too. Um, it's really hard when you have a play as you want sort of game and then you're trying to do a one-size-fits-all change, right? Right. So, like, this is very much a play-as-you-want. Use whatever you want. Combine whatever weird gear or skills or buffs or debuffs you want and play however you want. But also, now that you've done that, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, which align more with a traditional build style or a traditional DPS ceiling. That is hard because one size doesn't necessarily always fit all, right? And that's, right. 
that that's the hard part so i think they were looking at it from a let's make these changes overall it should do this but then when they went back and looked at it and the players brought up hey but we don't always play it that way or this when you do this this happens to this other group I think it was kind of one of those like it's a trickle effect you know you don't you don't think that it's gonna be as as broad of a change necessarily maybe or maybe they did know that but they just were not expecting it to have as many of the challenges or issues that the players brought up I don't know I mean healers are still the ones who are feeling around in the dark right now so they haven't really said anything to them on some of their things that will be affecting their their builds because there is some concern over over the healing nerfs that are coming too with some of this so maybe that'll be in that Q&A that you talked about I don't know yeah we'll and we get a, another a new PTS what every like three months yeah, about. Um, I mean, we have four, basically four releases a year between uh, Dungeons Chapter, Dungeon Zone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so roughly every three months, there may be some variation in there. Um, but that's where a lot of people are getting frustrated because they'll adjust and spend the time to get a build together and three months later, something feels like it's been gutted. And, you know, you brought up healers. Um, yeah, I've read some of the comments from, from healers asking about, you know, well, okay, but, you know, in response to, to Gina's post, you're going to do these things to cut back on how much you were nerfing damage or, or whatever, and you're lowering boss health so that they're easier to kill, but... Uh, you're all you haven't addressed the fact that you put all these nerfs on healing are you going to also adjust how hard enemies hit because it ain't gonna matter if we're dead because you I can't heal through some of the things that the bosses uh, or maybe some of the stronger mobs whatever you know if I can't if I can't heal because even though their health is lower they're still they are still hitting just as hard but I am healing considerably less so, um, but this is this is cycle three or four. Yeah, three is currently happening. Um, That's what this usually, one's regarding, right? Mm-hmm. So usually five is, I think, the last one. Right. Because um, they usually do each, like they run patch notes like every couple weeks or every week and a half during the PTS. Because mm-hmm. um, they have a pretty long PTS cycle. But I think, I think it happens almost every time where week one of PTS is a really big mess because they just kind of push everything and want to see how everything is going. And um, they brought up on Tails something that's very important too. Like I wonder what the stat is of the casual player to the like stream team member or the hardcore endgame people or whatever that get in there on the first day of PTS. There's not really an incentive unless you're a content creator or unless you just want to play around with stuff to play on PTS. So that's why I think too, you know, some of 
we end up with some of the bugs and things even after PTS because of the fact that, you know, those players are going in and they are looking at specific pieces of the content. Um, they may not always be going through and doing side quests and finding out that the dialogue is mismatched or things like that. So, you know, it, I'm very thankful that those creators do that and that people do that because it is really important from the damage perspective and from all of, of the things that obviously are going on with light and heavy attacks and all of that stuff now. But I, I do agree with Ark and, and Lotus um, in the fact that I would love to see something that would make people have a little more incentive to get in there um, so that some players that are a little more casual are also feeling what some of these changes feel like and can get feedback on it, you know? So. I'm sure it's not ever going to happen, but um, there's, there's not really a lot of that kind of stuff on console, but... Uh, you know, bringing if there was some way to bring PTS to console as well. Yep, they mentioned that too. Uh, you know, I just don't. It's hard enough getting Sony to push a DLC, <laughs> like for uh, in terms of PlayStation. You know, we had that one. That's that's part of the reason why our cycle is two weeks behind behind PCs a lot of times for consoles is because it takes that long for the approval process to go through the other, you know, um, groups that have to approve Yeah, I mean, they could line so. that up if they wanted to, though. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know that can be, that, that does cause issues sometimes, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sony is known for that uh, yeah. being an issue. I mean, they, they completely pulled uh, Cyberpunk off the store, but that was probably well, pretty, pretty good because that game didn't work. It happened with ESO, yeah. though, in a cycle, too. There was a DLC that got pushed, and then something happened, and it, it like, locked out, and you couldn't... I can't remember when this was. It was, oh. it was a number of years ago, but there was some sort of a thing where it was supposed to drop on one day, and Sony didn't do the... It, was, it, was it when we got Markarth? Might have been when they were doing that update I, yeah. for Markarth that was so bad because we were having all the blue screen issues and they tried to push an incremental patch and it took Sony like a week or something to approve it. So we didn't get the incremental yeah. patch until a little bit later. And we were the ones that were not able to pretty much play the game. <laughs> that well, was one and then of those I'll times. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, no, I'm done. That was it. What were you going to oh, okay. say, Sasquatch? I'm sorry. Yeah, there was the other one. I can't remember. It was it the um, we had the really bad bug with inventory and equipping items yes. and everything. And they're like, "Oh yeah, five weeks, and we'll get this patch out." And it's like, I think it had to do with like how many patches they can put through on Sony um, within a set period of time or something. Yes, I remember it right. had to do with this, the timing, and you can only do X amount of updates per X amount of weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember what that. the other bugs, because yeah, there's the, the like inventory one, that everything was moving so slow, and guild traders, and, and then they're like, yeah, five weeks, and we'll 
get the patch, and then in five weeks we learned how to do it the other way and had to. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was it a server side instead of a instead of a system mm -hmm. thing that they ended up doing. Um, um, I don't remember. I, don't... I, I I feel like I remember that being a thing, but I don't remember the details on it. I know some games can can do uh, hot fixes instead of patches, where it's it's basically on their end. Um, yeah. And you, I don't it, even think they could do a hot fix though. I think that was part of the problem is they had mm -hmm. to do an actual full incremental patch and they had to wait like five weeks. They did a hot fix for one thing in the meantime. Yeah, it was during Markarth. And then there was a that, like you said, Sasquatch, the inventory bug that we dealt with all the way until, it was until the next release is what happened, which was five weeks away at yeah. the time. Because they said they wouldn't allow them to push the DLC or the chapter release and the incremental patch at the same time. That's what it was. So, or like within the same amount of weeks or whatever. I remember yeah. that now. But either way, gross. <laughs> so getting a getting a PTS for us, I feel like if they were having to do the same sort of cycle like they would do on PC, like a week one, a week three, a week five, would be a nightmare for console. I wish, but that and the copying everybody's characters over, I feel like, would take forever. Like from the accounts, but maybe it wouldn't be any. Maybe that part wouldn't be any worse than on PC, but still, look. I wouldn't have space on my hard drive for another copy of. Yeah, that ESL. would be the other thing. You have, <laughs> yeah. have to install a separate client or whatever for it. Yeah. Nope. Hold on, just a second. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's only recording me at the moment. Womp. It's just silly. Knock on wood, I haven't gotten booted out yet. Yes. Sparky said, That's it, gold necklaces and rings are expensive. Changing sets every few months hurts. Ouch. Sure does. I told him that's why I'm lazy. Sparky's <laughs> <laughs> yep. also the one that runs our trader on PC. So <laughs> he's, he's a man of many mats, is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. A man of many mats who appears in my inbox every few weeks and says, Gold's due. Send it to me. <laughs> and I say, gladly. Here's 50k, Sparky. See you in a few weeks. <laughs> Okay, I'm coming back in now. So, um, yeah, I was trying to look up. Um, I guess that's probably why I got booted. I stood still for uh, too long. But um, I was trying to look up and see if I could find the details on on that. It looks like it was back on uh, April 2021. Was this last year? Was it really that yeah. recent? Yes, because we yeah. had to wait we had to wait for the chapter to come out. Blackwood. We had to wait for Blackwood to come out to get that patch. We wanted to give you an update on the item UI issue currently on the ESO console servers. Due to certification timing, 
For the upcoming mm -hmm. Blackwood chapter and ESO console enhanced, we will not have any yep. more console incremental patches before the Blackwood and Update 30 launch. Fix for this That's issue it. will be an Update 30 launch patch on June 8th. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, it was last year. Yep, so that was last year going into Blackwood. Okay. And the other thing that we were talking about was, like, with the blue screens of Doom, was during <laughs> Markarth's drop, oh, which yeah. was the previous end-of-year DLC. Like, their Q4 of the previous. But that was also one of the ones that was one of the first ones done entirely from home. So it kind of made sense that that one yeah. might have some challenges. Um, you know, versus what they're doing now. Because now they're, they know how to do it. Um, so I'm not sure if when you've said this um, if I was back in yet and if it was still recording only my audio or yours. Uh, what was the comment uh, you said Sparky made? Oh, I just said, um, Sparky said, that's it. Gold necklaces and rings are expensive. Changing sets every few months hurts. Yep. <laughs> and I said, yep, sure does. Yep. <laughs> that's why I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of stuff is, um, especially with, and I've said it before, but I, I would really, really like to see them update the jewelry crafting system because, man, having to get yes. ten pieces of a thing to make one is yeah it's a lot and, you know and we're not even as crazy inflated as pc is like the prices over there versus here are it, it's nuts i know to get a single it's golden <laughs> um jewelry upgrade material last time i looked was like 80k i think roughly i mean you might find up anywhere from 65 to 100 um but I think averages were somewhere in the ballpark of 80k for a single one. You need four. Yeah. And yeah. If if Sparky's still here, I may uh, ask him just because I'm not up on it. But I don't know what that would cost right now on PC. But I know he sells stacks of our mats from War Seekers um, over there a lot on the trader. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't like having to combine pieces to make. To make those and with it only and it's the only jewelry you have to do that with um, or well I guess you, you do have to refine stuff but it's just the scarcity of it is considerably more obnoxious to deal with um, so yeah. trying to trying to upgrade stuff on your own it, it, it is very you know if, if you're somebody that doesn't uh, have good ways of making money or maybe you don't play enough to have the things to sell, um, or you're not part of a guild trade or whatever. You know, I know there are a lot of ways to make money, and somebody, somebody out there will say, "Oh, you're just lazy," or whatever. Um, not everybody plays in a, in a way that, you know, has them just flooded with gold, and it, it gets pretty expensive to do that kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, whether or not it ever sees any change, I don't know. They mentioned uh, way back that you know maybe they would look at it in the future, but. <laughs> Yeah, so um, are you ready to have your mind blown? Never? One Go. chromium plate on PCNA is worth 320 to 350k. One. Yeah. I told you. But also, that's why you get rich over there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what and, they and go for now, that, but... 
Well, a lot of that, yeah. too, I think has to do with Tamriel Trade Center and through with the add-ons. You can directly see what's on all mm -hmm. the guild traders if it gets posted and updated. Right. Whereas on PlayStation or on a lot of the consoles, it's a shot in the dark. You know, you just travel to a trader, see what's there. Travel to the next trader, see what's there. Eventually, you get tired enough that you don't care and you just buy it because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're tired of it. Whereas you can kind of be a cheapskate if you want on PC in certain aspects because you can see it on TTC or on an add-on if it's there. So it lets you, uh, the, the market's different, you know? Right. Anyway, we're way off topic from PTS Cycle 5 info, but that's, uh, yeah. Basically what it boils down to is we'll have to see what the PTS notes are for patch for Cycle 5. But. Yeah. It's one thing you threw in there. That has me a little scared. Is the note about the uh, ability class abilities? Note the, yeah. the focus of these adjustments will be on magicka based night blades, wardens, and sorcerers. Oh yeah, I'm sorry like, buddy, that's UA. Ah yeah, magicka warden. Like, I have no idea what it could be, but I've got a bad feeling about it. <laughs> I got a bad feeling <laughs> about this. Yeah, we'll I think see. It's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's some of the ones that are hitting the hardest right now, which is probably part of the reasoning of that. It probably has to do with, you know, I mean, you know how your shocks are. Yeah, oh well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, you know, it's no joke, depending on how you've got your, your skills and all your stuff set up. And it's the same for Sorks, I mean, even pet sword builds, you know, it's like Magicka Sorks and Magicka based Nightblades. Magicka based Nightblade is one of the hardest ones to probably master, but once you get that rotation down, that's what all the bombers are in Cyrodiil and what all the bombers are in, in PvP because they wreck so hard. You can stack the skills and stuff so bad you can basically just stand on top of somebody and blow them up because everything procs at the same time. So, that's probably what they're looking at. Haven't they kind of been a thing yeah. for, I don't know, ever though? Yeah, but it's really yeah. bad now with Oak and Soul. Like, oh, gosh. if you used to block, you might have a, a chance of surviving a bomb. But, uh, yeah. Pretty much not right now. <laughs> so. It's always been a thing, but right now, due to some mythics and some other things it is definitely definitely uh, a hard hitter so we just have to see yep well that's that for the PTS stuff um, and that's pretty much it for the news actually yeah. The only other thing we've got here was the meet the character. Uh, yeah, but we're 123 in, so do you want to do it, or you want to save it? Um, we can save it. Uh, we think there may be another one of these coming for a character with the, the other dungeon, possibly within the next week or so. Yeah, usually, if it follows the same kind of thing that they've been doing in the past, they usually do a meet the character for one dungeon and then like a couple weeks later 
they follow with the meet the character from the other dungeon just to have kind of a little bit of a look into um, the lore of the dungeons that are coming but you know I, I'm not sure how these are set up there was an ESO live on the dungeons but I did not get to see it and it was a while back so it was when they first were talking combat changes so I think it just kind of got lost in the shuffle of all the the news that's going on currently with you know the combat changes and whatnot so okay um yeah so we can save it and do the other two back to back and do a lore heavy show one time if we want yeah maybe a maybe a light news week between yeah. uh, between now and then is that isn't that a magazine <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, it's it gonna is. be it's gonna be a light news week. They're gonna not have as many pages this time around. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, do wait. I? I did have I did have one thing, but I have to find it first. Carry on, carry on. I'll carry find it. Carry on. Listen, you're not my mama. Okay. I'm not your That's wayward true. son. <laughs> you are not. Yeah. It was a dad joke thing too. That's why it made me think of it. You'd be so proud. <laughs> Oh, oh! It's the ba did you see it? The Bastion thing? I did not. In our chat. Oh, I gotta find In it. In our oh, chat. No. Um, while you're it? looking for that, Sasquatch, I have a joke for you. Good. Do you like knock knock jokes? Oh. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> I like. <laughs> I'm laughing yes. already because I know Now, don't think. I'm gonna mute because I won't make it through this. Don't think, okay? You just have to roll. I know with what it. it is. You know, know what it is. is. I know what it is. How do you know what it is? I saw it. Did you see it? I, I saw it. I didn't think you saw it. I saw uh, it. Oh well. I think you gotta wait for Gwen. Okay. I don't think she saw it. <laughs> I don't think she did, because I'm pretty sure she said in our in our chat that she definitely missed something. So yes. I didn't know you saw it, man. Well, yeah. that ruined that. Actually, there isn't really a knock knock joke. All of this was just to fill time so that uh, the crazy lady could find what she's looking for. Did you find it? No, and it's gonna make me crazy because I know I too see. late. Wait, wait, I did, I did, I did. I found it. I found it. I found see, it. See, we stalled just long enough. Okay, so someone on Twitter posted this. They were playing Tales of Tribute with Bastion out, and apparently Bastion told a terrible joke. It says, a drunken Nord comes home carrying a duck. His wife says, what have you got there? The Nord says, this is the dragon I told you about. The wife says, that's a duck, you idiot. And the Nord says, quiet, you, I was talking to the duck. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, the next thing he said two minutes later was, "Time can be invested, spent, or wasted, but however you use it, you never get it back." Okay, Bastion, you had cool points, but then you were. That's yeah, I've had Bastion out doing tales of tribute, and he says that when you just stand around for too long. <laughs> And so he says that when you play a game of tribute, because apparently to him you're just standing around doing nothing. That's funny. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I hadn't 
thought I had my companion out. I don't recall hearing, I guess it was Ember. I don't recall hearing her say anything while she I was. She must not like cards. Maybe not. Maybe not. She's too focused on catching uh, bugs, but not fish. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned for um, for for a good joke next. Well, it won't even. Yeah. No, it's gonna be like three weeks probably. Yeah. She said. Man, I'm gonna have to come up with another joke between now and then. <laughs> <sighs> oh well. All right. Well. So the guild announcements. Yeah. Um. Speaking of fish, I was saying I was segueing. You didn't realize that, but uh, Ember sure doesn't like are. the fish, but Moki does, and Moki likes for people to come along and fish. So uh, on Mondays we have a fishing event. Uh, if you're a lore seeker um, on PlayStation NA, it's not a it's not a cross-platform event. It could be if somebody else wants to host it. Um, but on PlayStation NA, Moki hosts uh, a fishing event where she just gathers everyone together and they pick a zone and they try to catch all of the fish and get the fishing achievement um, for um, the master angler um, and that is 7.30 eastern time I have to yep, ask you every week at eight. Yeah. 8 eastern but they group ish around 7.30ish yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm always at work during that time so I don't get to participate um, but um, I have seen good feedback from you know people saying it's just a good time, it's real chill. Um, you know, fishing's not uh, in game by any means, so you know anybody can do it. You don't have to be any minimal level requirements. Just come tag along, have some fun. Um, Treacherous Tuesdays, it's kind of the dungeon run night uh, or day. You can do it anytime really, uh, but we encourage you to get together on that day uh, with your fellow guildies and. Go run a dungeon. If you've got people that have never done it, do it in story mode. Run through it slow. Let everybody get the get the chance to experience um, the the quest and the and the lore in the dungeon, and take time to explore. A lot of the new dungeons have hidden bosses, and some of those hidden boss fights are better than the fights that you have uh, just from the main bosses, even. Um, so they're definitely worth. Uh, taking the time to find those um, and uh, tabletop appreciation I saw this but I didn't actually get a chance to look at that um, that's okay it was um, for it was kind of gonna segue into your extra life thing because I figured you probably should start talking about that since it's like oh the first right now uh, <laughs> it kind of is the first, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I will uh, I will move that down to the end here. Um, so, Tabletop Appreciation Week weekend, August 19th through 21st. Yep, um, that's for Extra Life specifically. So, right. for Extra Life right now, um, if you join, uh, they're doing a big focus on tabletop gaming at this point. Um, for the month because I think I think August might be like tabletop month but they're doing like a, a weekend but also there is an incentive right now if you raise $80 before and I have insert date because I could not find the post again 
I um, found it. But I, I did you? August fourth, August fourth to twenty second. So there you go. It's so raised... yeah. Go ahead. Raised between the fourth and the twenty second. So cool. So if you raise, um, I think it's eighty dollars. I want to say, um, between the fourth and the twenty second, then you get this really cool custom extra life dice tray, which is kind of a fun little little thing. Last year they came out with um, actual dice as an incentive um the current incentive right now is this like limited edition puzzle but i think they've had people claim almost all of those because i think they only made about 900 of them um but yeah the incentive that's coming up is this really really cool looking um fun little snap dice tray so um it's a fun little thing if you're into tabletop gaming very cool um yeah, so I guess to self-plug, I'm not good at self-plugs because, I don't know. I can plug for you if you want. It's fine, I got it. Um, I just don't ever think to do it. Uh, yeah, August 16th, uh, I am going to try to get several people together uh, to do a stream. I'm not sure on the time yet. Um, I'll have to work that day, I'm sure. Uh, so it'll be something I'll do when I get home. And I'm trying to see who all I can gather, um, possibly even some folks within my own house. Maybe I'll try to get them to participate a little bit as well. Um, but it's going to be, um, it's not going to be an ESO stream. It's uh, actually another game called Tribes of Midgard. Um, that is the launch date for Season 3. Uh, and with season three in that game, the new updated survival mode uh, is going to be releasing. And um, I haven't played the game since sometime during season one. Um, not because it's not a fun game to play. It's just it's just so far back you know, with, with other games I'm trying to play, especially with this one. Uh, it's just not a game I get to very often. But I thought, you know, our goal with, with Extra Life is doing what we can to support hospitals that are doing what they can to help kids survive um, and with it being the launch of a new survival mode kind of thought you know sort of plays together um, and see what you did there yeah yeah we we will try to survive to help kids survive um, but anyway I'm, I'm thinking we'll have some people that haven't played that game before um, so it'll be kind of a fun learning experience just to see, you know, how long we can we can go and um, and just you know it's it's real laid back. It's not something that we're gonna be like planning to go for X amount of hours or we're gonna be trying to kill X amount number of things anything like that. We're just we're gonna jump in. Um, there's some building components to it where you can kind of build your own. Um, your own structures, your own village, that kind of thing. So, you know, maybe we'll see, you know, how that goes. I, it's a new mechanic that they're adding in. The, the building stuff's in the game, but they're updating it. Uh, I have no idea how it's going to work yet. But anyway, um, I have a feeling I'll try to start either maybe 6 to 7 o'clock uh, Central Time. So 7 to 8 Eastern. Um, so that it won't be quite as late for everybody. It's hard for me to get on that early most of the time, but 
Uh, I'm going to try to make special arrangements and, like I said, maybe even have the folks in my house, um, you know, jump on because the hospital that I'm supporting, it's Vanderbilt um, Children's Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. It's, that's the hospital that my daughter spent two months in. So um, I might try to have my daughter come on and hang out a little bit. Uh, might even see if the wife wants to come on and chat with us some, but uh, I haven't told her that yet. <laughs> Um, but we'll see anyway but that, that's what I have planned uh, or loosely loosely planned um, yeah so I'll get more details out um, through my own social media and then we'll share that stuff uh, I guess on our, our Snugpod uh, Twitter as well so yeah Keep an eye out. What else you guys got? Anything? Speaking of social medias. I think that's pretty much it, other than where you can find us. Can we be found? I sure hope so. Uh, the number one place you can find us is, of course, we are part of the Lore Seekers Guild on the PlayStation side of things. So you can find us at loreseekerseso.org. From there, you can put in an application if you would like to come play with us or on any of the platforms that we have because we do have NA and EU groups across uh, almost all of the platforms. So you would apply at loreseekerseso.org, download Discord. From there, it's just a short, quick application just to make sure that you're um, a hopefully nice person that will mesh well with the awesome, awesome guilds that we have. And um, usually then an officer where one of the community managers gets back to you pretty, pretty quickly about um, getting in and getting an invite and all that stuff done. So you can join us that way. Or you can also follow us on any of our social medias. We have our Twitter, which is at Snug Podcast. And then, of course, right here where you are hanging out with us on twitch.tv forward slash Snug Podcast or on the YouTubes if you search for Snug Podcast. Yeah, and tell your grandparents to follow us so that we get enough followers that we can get a URL. (laughs) Great accounts for your kids. I don't know. Something. I don't think they need more than one Gone Crazy Back Soon. (laughs) Gone Crazy Back Soon 1, Gone Crazy Back Soon (laughs) 2. Gone Crazy Back Soon. Gone Crazy came back. Gone Gone Crazy crazy Back Soon. <laughs> Gone crazy back sooner. Gone crazy back, back never. Soonest. <laughs> back soonest. <laughs> Goneth craziest. Back at soonest. Uh, There's lots of things. Yeah. Yeah, we we just need to get to like something like a hundred or something like that. We get a URL and it's we can 100. quit saying you have to search for us. We can just tell you where it is. You know, so. It's a small. It's a small ask. Just you know, create create multiple accounts and just go follow us. It's fine. It's no big deal. You don't have to. You don't have to sign into those accounts once you click the follow thing. But you know, just just follow, follow. It's all good. Uh, also, wanna... go ahead. Nope, you. It's all you. You do it. You. No, you. No, you. Okay. Uh, if um, if you would prefer to just listen to this in audio format while you're zoom zooming down the road or you know jogging across the the interstate whatever um 
then you can find us on podcast forms, uh, our podcast uh, apps like uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, probably, probably I'm assuming the majority of them. I don't really know how those things work. I know that ones that I did not uh, sign up for find us because they show up in our analytics. And so I'm assuming that if you search for us and the majority of the big ones, you're probably going to find us. Um, so you can find us on uh, audio form that way. And uh, if you're listening to this and want to watch, well, you, that information's already been shared, so you can come check us out that way too. And then, you know, if you're like older than 42 and use an email, um, then we probably have a way to reach out to us that way too, right? That was very specific, and also. Well, I mean, dude, <laughs> it was what? Specific and inaccurate. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I Moving mean, on. No. I, I picked a number higher than all of us, right? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Still, let's not alienate our. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> my beeper's going off. <laughs> oh, Sparky Bagman says, wow, I'm as old as dirt. <laughs> no, no, you're not, Sparky. Uh, old tech, you old are tech. not. It's all good. No, listen, email has its place. It's just one of those things. It's not as commonly used anymore. So, um, I use it every day. You are crazy, though. So, I mean, do you, do you get replies back? Are you emailing yourself? I mean, we don't really know these things. I mean, uh, you know, do you carry on conversations with yourself through email? <laughs> just for that, I'm about to email our account right now. <laughs> uh, Every yeah. day I'm going to send us one email. It's me again. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, self. <laughs> Nice Hello, to see self. me. Checking, checking other account. What's this notification? Oh, it's just me. <laughs> okay. So what's our email anyway. address? Snugpodcast at gmail.com. That was a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they could have figured it out if we didn't give it to them. All right. I tell you yes, what. Yes, they could have. Yes, they yeah. could have. Here's what's going to happen as an incentive to use our email, okay? If you send us feedback on the show, what you like, oh, no. what you don't like, what you think we could do better, uh, uh -oh. things you would like for us to discuss, any of those kind of things. Um, if you send us feedback to our email, then from our Twitter account, because we probably don't know how to use our email, because <laughs> we're too young, I don't know. <laughs> I check our email all the time! <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh, just to make it uh, more, well, okay, we won't make it that public. We'll just respond with email to prove we do know how to use email. You email us, and, and we will email you a crazy person's beeper number. What? <laughs> Sparky uh, says, where do I send my letter? <laughs> Sparky, that's a lot of postage for you. I would never ask you to send us a letter all the way to Tamriel from, from England. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll answer that question for you. You take your letter, and you find a oh, no. scanner. 
<laughs> and you scan it in and you send it to our email. <laughs> oh. Scanners are still a thing, right? Um, they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm acting like I'm, 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 I'm too young to know about this stuff. She said, a what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So send us that email, get that beeper number, blow the crazy person up. So, um, no, that's already happened in Cyrodiil too many times. <laughs> I do not need to be blown up anymore. <laughs> okay, it, we will we will send you the location you can find her in Cyrodiil, so you can come and attack. <laughs> wow, stream sniping even. You're so kind. <laughs> I just feel so much love whenever I sit here next to you. Well, I, I mean, it, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a terrible cat. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go away now. I still love you. No, yeah. don't go away. Come back. <laughs> uh, hopefully There's... by now, everybody knows that it's all in good fun. I wouldn't <laughs> say things like that if people thought I was being serious. If you think I'm being serious, well, I can't help that. Because clearly, clearly I'm being super serial. Um, yep. Well, I guess that wraps us up for the week. We're just rambling now, and I don't really know where we're going. <laughs> and we've kind of gone off the rails. Um, you know, but, Perfect. uh, and never mind, I won't say that. That would not be nice. Um, but, yeah. It's okay. I'm crazy. Go ahead. Oh, no, it wasn't going to be directed at you. It's going to be a uh, comment about other stuff. But, um, but, I, <laughs> anyway. Uh, and anyway, oh, yeah. Boy. So everyone that was here with us, uh, Sparky, I, I'm not looking at. The, I'm guessing that's in Twitch, right? Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking at the Twitch chat because I have the YouTube thing pulled up. But uh, and if there was anybody else there, thanks for joining us, and um, we will catch you on the next one. And you can look for this in audio form, hopefully by Wednesday. It's usually when I try to get these things out. But until next time, everyone. Have a lovely week, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.